Hello and welcome to episode two of the JJ and Sarah show starring JJ and Sarah. Uh, Today's terrific titles are covering questions and queries, all about awesome Argentine atmosphere, impossible inconvenience and incredibly irresistible Iguazu. Um, First of all, I have to say um, we totally failed (laughs) on our uh, trying to keep this a weekly thing. I just looked up the last date of our podcast number one um, and it's already about three and a half weeks ago. I have to say we do have some really good excuses. We've been crazy busy um, and we've actually got a lot to tell you guys so much so that we're going to have to break it down in several episodes because it would just be hours and hours of us going on and on and on so um, yeah we're, we're going to rock on with the first item so covering questions and queries um, first of all Great feedback um, from everyone. Thank you all so much for your lovely um, uh, comments and and feedback and everything. It's it's been awesome actually. We were really quite overwhelmed and and impressed that touched. people actually yeah touched deep to our very souls um, that people actually listened to it and enjoyed it. So so thank you very much. Um, very encouraging. Um, shout outs to. Um, Sarah, Ahava, and Kate, um, thank you for your lovely comments. Um, And actually, Sarah asked a very, very good question. Um, For those of us who who don't know us very closely and haven't already heard the story of how we ended up in Argentina, um, Sarah asked, how did you end up in Argentina? (laughs) Which is a fairly good question. Um, So, where to start? Basically, about a year ago, I think more or less more now. Or less, maybe. Um, basically, our company um, that we both run together um, had been going on for a number of years, and theoretically, it was mobile. So theoretically, we can run it from anywhere in the world with a good internet connection. That's that's pretty much our only. Um, limitation. Our only limitation, our only prerequisite. Oh, and it needs electricity. So electricity, good internet connection. I um, need food. <laughs> but that does come as a as a, a second place. Internet always always first. Um, trumped by internet. Trumped by internet indeed. So we were kind of getting to the point where, as much as we love the UK and it's really awesome weather insert sarcastic voice tone here um we were kind of wanting to try out the whole remote company working thing um so instead of just popping over the border to france or um italy we decided to go whole hog and go all the way to south america because if you're going to do it might as well do it right so Jay, well, okay, actually, so, there's, a, there's, there's um, lots of different tentacles to this. Um, so, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, in part, um, I tend to listen to lots of podcasts, read lots of books on business and these sorts of things, looking for inspiration. And one of the books was The Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss, and he happened to mention. Um, Argentina. Um, However, he mentioned Argentina of 2007, which was a remarkably 
a cheap place uh, <laughs> to spend your time. Although we've later had information from other people saying it's a cheap place, such as Nick That's confirmed true. that it's a cheap place. I think my from off- my lifestyle choices, it's not so cheap. Um, however, um, that was one of the things... Um, so basically, Tim Tim Ferriss, for, for any of you entrepreneurs out there or people wanting to run their own company or, or anything like that, pick up and read or go on to, he has an online blog. Um, we read the four hour work week as an ebook. Um, I think, it, I think it's it may also be an audio book. Yeah. Um, so many different formats, but it is awesome. And it's basically the premise of simplifying your life. Um, well, he talks of the new rich in that doesn't he? Yeah, so the so the idea of the new rich is not necessarily having a lot of money in the bank, but having an amazing quality of life, having freedom of time. Um, and in fact, it's kind of what pe- people who work crazy sorts of hours, um, who have a lot of money, tend to, it tends to be binge working. So it's kind of you work yourself half to death, then you take a holiday and you try and recharge in those two, three weeks, if you're lucky, um, and then you go straight back into the fray, and then you binge work yourself to death again, and then you need another holiday, or it's Christmas or Thanksgiving, etc., etc. So the idea of the new rich is perhaps you don't own um, so much, but you have more freedom. You have freedom to live where you want um, and when you want, Um I like living all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, good point. Um, yeah, um, but basically the idea that, so for example, in the summer holidays, you might have noticed that when half term's on, uh, half term in the UK or spring break's on in the US, or it's the summer holidays, prices go through the roof. Um, which is because supply and demand. Demand goes up, supply stays the same, so therefore it, all the prices rocket. Um So the idea of the new rich is you work out of season. So you can live in the most insanely beautiful places off season. And because there isn't a huge demand, you can live there very, very cheaply. Um, However, it's probably best you just go read the book. Yeah, we're we're doing it horrible, horrible, horrible justice. Um, So, yeah, go read the book. It's awesome. He also has a blog, Tim Ferriss, which is T-I-M-F-E-R-R-I-S-S, I believe. Possibly. I'm possibly also spelling it wrong. But, yeah, it's awesome. Google will tell you. It will guide you. It's awesome. Um, He also does a four-hour body, I think, for those of you. And the four-hour chef. And the four-hour chef. And I think now he's going into... All kinds of stuff to do with thermogenesis or something. Oh, that's a whole other podcast for a whole other day. But um, basically, four hour your life. Um, Yeah. So so anyway, Tim Ferriss talks about um, different places that you can live very inexpensively, um, which always helps. Um, one of them was Thailand, I think, and the other one was Buenos Aires. Um, but as Jay correctly mentioned, it was a Buenos Aires of about 2006, and they have inflation of about 25 30% a year, depending on 
which official figure you look at. Uh, the official figures are slightly lower from <laughs> what we've heard than the real figures. But anyway, yeah, regardless. Uh, sorry, and there was a, another thing which appealed possibly with Argentina, which was I uh, for a while I was working in Milan and I worked with a guy who was Argentinian. He has, well, he is Argentinian, and he has an apartment in Argentina and I got speaking to him after reading the book and discussing about renting his property and get it, getting an idea uh, regarding the property prices, which didn't seem too bad in the big scheme of things. Certainly compared to the UK, Buenos Aires is very affordable. My um, Australian friend Nick, um, who that's, that's, that's going to come up in another podcast because that's a crazy small world story um but yeah that that will be coming in another podcast hello nick if you're listening um but nick was saying how compared to australia things are very very affordable in, in buenos aires i think the problem that we had was that we read it was ridiculously cheap like buy a house for a dime kind of kind of super super crazy cheap and so we got there and we were like oh Okay, not quite as hopefully kind of super affordable as we had hoped. Rent, certainly. Um, like, we were renting an apartment in San Telmo, which is kind of very in the heart of the capital city. Um, and that was costing us, what, $700, $800 a month, uh, US dollars um, equivalent, which you, the equivalent of that, around about 500 550 pounds a month you there's no way you could get what we had in the capital city in london uh like a one bedroom apartment um and it it was realistically spacious wise it was pretty good i think that it was just expensive for things like electronics oh yeah electronics and 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 yeah for me food was a big issue getting organic Vegan food there is not exactly run-of-the-mill. So you're limited to very specialist kind of retailers, and they themselves seem to be having problems obtaining reliable sources of food. um, At the moment, there's a bit of um, an issue with imports in Argentina. The the Presidente, um, Cristina... Um, basically, I don't know whether it's her or her government are kind of locking down imports. They want everything to be Argentine. So instead of importing stuff, they're trying to create kind of, I guess, infrastructure inside Argentina so they don't have to depend on anyone, which, in theory, sounds like a really, really awesome thing. The problem is, is when the uh, infrastructure isn't quite there yet and you cut off all the imports. So people are kind of left in this kind of weird gap where <laughs> you can't get certain things. Um, yeah, but again, that's that's probably a story for another time. Um, so they were my main contributing factors to Argentina and yeah and so we we kind of thought well you know what let's just go for it and see if this works um and so we did and it worked pretty well and we made some amazing friends out there if if you ever get a chance to go Buenos Aires is awesome the people there are probably the kindest most lovely, warming people I've... Warming? Warm? Warm. 
maybe just warm. I'll go with warm. Uh, warm, kind, friendly, wonderful people we have ever met. Um, we met one guy, um, I think we met him a couple of times, and then he said, oh, hey, um, I'm leaving the country for a couple of months because uh, he had to go somewhere with business. And he was like, oh, do you want to stay in my house? Stay in my house for a couple of months. And it was like, you you don't even know us. <laughs> You've met us three times, and you're, you're giving us your apartment. Are you crazy? Um, that would never happen in the UK unless someone had had a severe issue mentally it's just it's maybe it's, it's just the case that everyone there has severe mental issues <laughs> they're just lovely lovely kind wonderful people um and we do miss them we miss them very much um yeah, so that was, that was, sorry, so hopefully, Sarah, hopefully that's answered your question. Um, if not, drop me another line and we'll, we'll try to hopefully elaborate further. But basically, that was kind of the push uh, to Buenos Aires and, and South America. Um, sadly, we didn't see, get to see anything outside of Argentina, but we did Argentina hopefully pretty well. We, well, we did the capital. Yeah, we and didn't really we see did, much of Argentina. Oh, uh, we did. We, we went to Buenos see Aires. Tigre. Which is a little bit north. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we kind of saw the, the capital. A bit of a we, cop out. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, but, yeah, we'll have to do another South America trip at some point. Um, maybe see all the other uh, awesome countries out there. Right. Um, so, um, oh, yeah, actually, I forgot to mention one of the other things that was quite important on where we wanted to to live when we were deciding... Buenos Aires was time zone because we got quite a lot of clients kind of spread between Europe and um, the US. So Buenos Aires is kind of right smack bang middle in the um, in the middle of those two time zones. So that also helped. Uh, but yeah, that that was pretty much it. So moving on to the next. Um, next topic. <laughs> OK, so. These kind of come as one. So, um, impossible inconvenience and incredibly irresistible Iguazu. Okay, so, going to Argentina, if you ever do go to Argentina, please, 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 please go see Iguazu Falls. Um, nobody seems to have heard of it. We hadn't heard of it. Everyone's heard of Niagara, um, the big old famous waterfalls. Um, but Iguazu... Um, is just incredible. Apparently it's 50% taller than Niagara, and it's not just one set of falls. It's like a whole water park full of falls. It is insane. So when we kind of came here and we thought, okay, things things that you have to do, we read all the blogs of things you have to do when you, get, when you go to Argentina. And uh, two of the big ones that came up were... Um, there's a big old glacier uh, in the south of Argentina, um, which looks insane. Google the pictures mm. of it because it, it looks amazing. It's just like a big old block of ice um, that shelves off, and you kind of you. It's pretty hard to get to. You can kind of, I guess, fly or bus or coach down mm. there. I think possibly. Uh, we didn't explore it too. too no, I, I don't really dig the cold. I'm, I'm much more a warm weather person. Um, but we were kind of talking through how it would go. It would kind of be, okay, so we spend a day kind of or two days or however long it takes to get there, um, flying, busing, trekking uh, to the glacier. 
Then you kind of get there, stand there, look at it, go, wow, that is a lot of ice. Uh, You take your photos and then you kind of stand around and go, well, it's a bit chilly. Shall we go home? And then you go home. So it's kind of, I'm, I'm sure there must be other things to do while you're down there. Like maybe there's an ice park or a ride a polar bear ice museum or stroke a penguin or swim with the penguins it's icy i'm not sure if you could swim you can maybe stroke them i don't know i'd like to swim you could swim if you do want to go swim with penguins you can go do that in cape town which is really awesome um there were some penguins that seemed to have gotten lost uh didn't really realize that they were meant to be cold climate birds um yeah i can't remember the place where i did that but um warm water really awesome tiny little penguins very cool cape town um yeah so we kind of nullified and and vetoed although it would be awesomely cool and the the instagram photos would be insane we kind of vetoed the glacier idea um and kind of made do with staring wistfully at the uh the pictures on google but Iguazu um, is the other direction. So Buenos Aires is kind of in the middle, glaciers all the way south, kind of in Patagonia kind of area, uh, right at the, the little tiddly tip end of, southern tip end of Argentina. And the glacier, uh, sorry, the Iguazu Falls is all the way up the north, literally right at the tip. It's weird how they had their two major attractions at the two opposite ends of, of Argentina. I don't know if they chose that. That's some pretty awesome planning. Pretty awesome planning. Um, but yeah, so it's basically Iguazu Falls is where um, Brazil, is it Paraguay. Paraguay, Brazil, Brazil and Argentina meet, um, which is quite fascinating. The, Argent- the, the Iguazu Falls actually are shared between Brazil and Argentina. There's an Argentinian side and a Brazilian side where you get two different views. Uh, we obviously plumped for the Argentina side, um, but if you do go, you can, you can get like a, um, a day visa, I guess, um, and pop over to the other side. There's loads of blogs out there if you decide to do that. Uh, with instructions and, and things, we did bits and pieces. We didn't know. We decided to stay for a couple of days. However, we were originally going to do this for my birthday, which was way back in June. 26th birthday presents cards appreciate <laughs> the day I turned 30 it was yeah I took it pretty hard this year um or a lot of my friends turned 30 and I'm, I'm sure you kind of you have you have sympathy and empathy you understand what I was going through um but I basically had a had a had a week where I cried whenever anyone wished me a happy birthday um and Facebook being being as awesome as it was they were they were flooding in by the by the tens uh, tens and tens so um, yeah I, d- I didn't deal well with tending 30 yeah, it wasn't <clears> that bad yeah, um, I, 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 I handled it pretty badly it's only a day I know I know I've since made my peace with it and, and 30s are awesome they rock um, admittedly I've only had a few months of it thus far but so far so it's good. enough it's enough yeah that's done I can I can roll over I'm I've I've done a few months of my 30s job done um yeah so we were going to go for my birthday um but because Argentina is on the other side of the equator June uh whilst being an awesome birthday great planning my parents um awesome birthday in the UK because it's one of the few times of year where it's actually not raining or snowing um in South America, it's winter, so it actually gets 
a little bit chilly. Not not UK chilly. I'm talking probably about like 14 degrees. Um, still bright sunshine, but it's it's just it's not great to go prancing around in in waterfalls. Um, however, we were going to try, and I think a couple of days was it before we were going to book the plane tickets because you can fly or you can take the coach. Um, and so basically we were thinking of flying because it's only about two hours. Um, it's really, really quick, but kind of feeding on what we mentioned earlier, um, El Presidente of Argentina, um, Cristina, uh, what's her surname? Kirchner, Fernandez Kirchner. Ah, yeah. Cristina Kirchner. Thank you very much. Um, has basically gone on this drive um, to kind of kick everything non-Argentine out of Argentina. Thankfully, she uh, let us remain. But this wasn't for your birthday. No, no, that's right. Sorry, that came later. Yeah. Sorry, well remembered. Sorry, the birthday thing, I think... I think we just decided against it. Maybe because of the temperature? I think it was supposed to be a little bit cooler. You was going to get very wet because... You do of, get very wet in yeah, the Yeah, because of the, the boat thing. So we thought wet, cold, probably not a good combination. And I don't do cold. And so I think we put it on hold for that reason. Right. And then we saw the weather reports of that time where they had the flooding. So it was a good thing that we hadn't because we probably wouldn't have been able to do anything anyway. So, yeah, we later basically found out around the time when we were going to go for my birthday that Iguazu, I think, was shut due to flooding. There was a lot, a lot of rain. um, And, yeah, there were major problems. Some of the bridges were shut. Um, So it actually worked out pretty well that we didn't go for my birthday. So, hurrah, that that worked out well. Yay, us. So then, then we were thinking to maybe go later, um, later in the year, around about October. Um, and so we were looking at plane flights, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then, then yes, you're you're, you're quite right, um, Christine. That's okay. Um, it happens from time to time. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> um, so basically, Christina had kind of gone on this rampage of of. Um, kind of wanting all non-Argentine businesses out of Argentina. Um, I'm sure she has her reasons. To an outsider, it looks a little bit crazy, but um, this is, again, I'm I'm viewing it with an outsider's eyes. Um, So, yeah, basically there's a, is it Paraguayan or Brazilian land? Oh, I, yeah, I can't remember. Chilean, Peruvian oh, maybe Chilean. or something. So there's a uh, an airline company called LAN, L-A-N, and I think they may be Chilean, but they were kind of one of the major flight operators to Iguazu from Buenos Aires, uh, which is who we were going to fly with, and they the flight seemed to be fairly affordable. However... Um, a couple of, uh, maybe like a month or so before we were going to book the flights, we saw um, in the news, as you kind of Google Google something and you see the little news snippets kind of come up, and I noticed that one of them said, Kirchner orders land to leave Argentina. So I was like, oh, that, that sounds a little bit interesting. So I clicked on the link, um, and it turns out that Christina had basically said, okay, Lan, don't want you in our country anymore. Get out. 
you have 10 days, take all your staff, take all your planes, get out of our country, which is kind of the equivalent of the UK government turning around to EasyJet or Ryanair and saying, you've got 10 days, get your staff, get your planes, get out, which is pretty bonkers, in my opinion. And I think Lan... Um, went to court or something i don't know if they're still i have i haven't checked up on the on the story we simply don't care anymore no no we've been to iguazu our uh, our need for land has been dissipated um but yeah basically because of that news story we thought ah okay probably best not to book plane tickets with land then okay google suggests they're Chilean. Oh, okay, brilliant. Well, I've been yabbering go. on. Jay's yeah. been googling, so that's awesome. So Chilean. Uh, so basically, we thought, okay, this is possibly a sign. Uh, maybe not fly. Well, actually, we looked at I think Aerolíneas, which is the Argentine flight operator, um, and the prices were I think twice as much as the coach. Something like they that. were crazy expensive. Like they they were they were pricey. So we thought, okay, and we're cheap, and we're cheap. That, that, that combination <laughs> does pricey and cheap. What what an awesome combo. Yes. Um, so we thought, okay, let's let's chance the coach. Um, I've been on coaches in the UK. They're generally not the most amount of fun. Um, unless you go with Jay, of course. In which case, they're everything's fun. fun. Totally. Just bring me. If you ever need to go on a coach journey, bring the JJ man. Um, so we thought, okay, what, what the hey, let's give it a go. Um, and I wonder if we could make like JJ dolls. <laughs> People could take them and they'll just make everything fun. <gasps> kind of like those little dancing sunflowers with the sunglasses. No, but fun. Oh, okay. I'm not yeah. sure how we'll make that happen. No, I'll, I'll look into it. Okay. Leave it with Maybe me. a product line coming yeah, yeah. soon. I JJ so. and Sarah Dolls. Oh, God. Oh. But I'll be the fun one. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know if I dressed too great. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically we uh, we looked into the whole coach thing. Um, we went with a company called Cruceo del Norte, um, which I think is Cruise the North, I'm assuming, like in, in Spanish. Cruising the North. Sounds sounds a little bit seedy, but I'm, I assure you the coaches were were absolutely fine. Well, I did wonder about that girl on the return journey. She looked a little bit weather worn. Oh yeah, our our hostess, hostess with the mostess. Yeah, with yeah, the penchant she... for bleach. Yes, she liked to bleach everything. Anyway, that's that's yes. That's, Sorry, anyway. we're, we're skipping ahead. Um, so. We decided to go coach. We looked up Cruceo del Norte on their kind of difficult to navigate website, although we, we finally stumbled through. And it turns out they sell three different types of seats based on the number of degrees that your seat can recline. I can't even say that with a straight face. Um, so basically the, the cheaper seat reclines 130 degrees. Then you have a 160 degree reclination Semi-camera. Semi-camera, mm-hmm. which is kind of a semi-bed, uh, which is what we plumped for. And then there is the full 180-degree seat, uh, full reclining, uh, which is a full camera, a full bed, as you were. 
So I think the whole coach journey one way took 18 hours, which sounds horrific, but it really, really wasn't. The, because it's overnight, Yeah, the, just kind of sleep it. Yeah, it's kind of like a sleeper, sleeper coach. Um, they were actually really awesome. They were very comfortable. The seats were huge. And because Jay and I aren't necessarily huge ourselves, you, you had a lot of space. You could, like, curl your feet under you and uh, just kind of get comfy. And they gave you blankets and pillows and, and lunch and awesome dinner entertainment. and oh, yeah. movies. Yeah, and... I like again lunch and dinner. Didn't from, work from for my Jay. perspective. I would say <laughs> take take something edible. Personally, <laughs> um, Jay's, Jay's a little bit biased. Yeah, I do have my opinions on the uh, nutritional value of uh, travel companies, but anyway. However, I have to say I've never been offered so much alcohol in my life in such a short space of time. So basically, I think in probably about the span of about four hours, I was offered a glass of wine or beer. Um, I think that was just as kind of like a a, a, a drink uh, to start you off. Then a glass of wine with dinner, and then a whiskey of all things. They were wandering around with kind of fingers of whiskey, um, and then I think I was offered oh a glass of champagne to celebrate my awesome or our awesome trip to uh, to Iguazu. Goodness knows why, and then another glass of wine. Um, in the space of about four or five hours, it was absolutely incredible. So if you like, if you like your alcohol, they, I think that's all included with the price of your ticket. There was no extra charge for any of that. Um, yeah. So, so that was pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, so we kind of, they, we slept overnight on the, on the coach and woke up the next morning, um, fairly close to Iguazu. Yeah. Probably stinking somewhat. <laughs> yes. But that's another matter. Um, 18 hours on a coach can do that to a person. It can indeed. Um, yeah, and then we got to the the, the bus station y bit in Puerto I, I don't know if it was on the going there journey or on the return journey, but I used the lavatory. And I don't know if I've actually had this discussion with you. Oh, no. Oh, um, This but, is an exclusive, a yeah. podcast exclusive. And, but I noticed that when I flushed the, the, the toilet, which really I think involved just pressing a button and it kind of some, some brown kind of liquid... Oh, I issued. saw. I saw a purple liquid. Oh, well, a swirly whirly. Yeah, there was just this this matter which just kind of sucked everything down. But then it would kind of spit a little bit out. No, oh, no, I don't as, think I saw as that. As it was going along, it's as if that little bottom container tray hadn't completely gone back up, Ooh, and it yummy. would just like kind of spit this chemical gunk. I don't know what to call that. Um, I'm, I'm kind of wishing I, I, th- this wasn't a podcast exclusive. <laughs> possibly. Um, however, just be aware that these things can happen. These things can happen. There is danger all around. All around. Yeah. Spitting chemical toilets. Yummy! Yeah. Just, just be wary, folks. To be fair, though, people didn't seem to go to the bathroom. Like, we were on a coach for 18 hours... And I swear, some of the people didn't go to the bathroom once. There was a big surge at 4am. 
Okay, I, I was asleep happened. then. I don't know what happened at 4 a.m. <laughs> Maybe it's Argentines. They're all programmed to, to pee pee at a certain hour. There could have been some kind of moon, stars alignment <laughs> situation. But there was a, yeah, there was a mess, 4 o'clock. Pee 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 time. I don't know what they were doing in there. They could have all been meeting. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they were discussing the different, how many how many different types of alcohol were you offered? I was offered five. Have you seen the spitting toilet? <laughs> I saw one before it was purple. Yeah. Or maybe they were discussing the the, the great quality of video. Oh, the video. Okay, so the coach that we went on, actually the coaches, the Crusader Donati coaches, they have movies on board, but it's not the old, uh, sorry, it's not the newfangled plain types where you have a um a tv in the back of the seat in front of you this is the several people all share a couple of flip down uh screens that are kind of scattered throughout the coach however the the, i don't know if it was the dvd that we were watching well one i think it was the reception of the television because no matter what they were playing there was just some kind of awful interference there was kind of like gray lines big old gray lines that kind of moved throughout the screen so we watched what I thought was a black and white movie, but I've since discovered it's actually a colour movie, uh, which was 42, which was actually really good. It was uh, uh, the uh, oh. life and times of Jackie Robinson. Um, and, yeah, I, d- I didn't realise in the in the days of being the first um, black baseball player. Uh, but it was really good. If you if you get a chance, I would recommend. Um, but I've, I've learned since that I think it's actually a colour movie. Mm. I didn't actually watch that so much. It I was think good. I heard a little bit. It was, was good. I was reading. I liked it. Um, but yeah, there was one movie. Oh, but it was also was a DVD. It? That was the other thing. It's like this is a moving. We're on a vehicle where you're going to be going over roads which may have uneven surfaces or parts of the road missing. Yeah, and they're playing a DVD which at points I noticed did stick. Oh, oh skip. Uh, yeah, all the sound would play and the the the, the image would stay put. Yeah, that it was to do awesome. like a little dance of video joy. So you kind of had to piece together what on earth was going on in in the movie. So I've kind of seen most of forty two. Um, yeah, sections missing. Yeah, slight slight sections missing. Um, yeah, so, so that was pretty good fun. But all in all, the coach journey was not painful. If, you, if you're if you debating about whether or not an 18-hour coach is going to be painful, Although I would it was recommend fun. with an 18-hour, maybe doing an overnight. D- yeah, sleep through it, absolutely. And sleeping was really fine on those coaches, kind of a lot easier than on a plane because the seats were so wide. And if you go for a 180-degree recline chair, whoo, are you in heaven? Although you... The reason we chose, we didn't go for the 180 was because of the timings, wasn't it? Yeah, the the timings are slightly different. Um, so we got really awesome timings with our 160-degree recline seating. I think the 180, they, the, the coaches left at different times of the day. Do you think that possibly they were going into far too much detail? <laughs> 
<laughs> Possibly. Actually, yeah, for people who are never even going to go to Argentina or have no, no desire to go, they're probably thinking, I'm never going to go on this coach. I really, really don't care about the degrees and the number of degrees to which Czech can recline. So, we'll move we're in. sorry. <laughs> yeah, I apologise profusely. For, for you guys, we'll move swiftly on. Um, so, we rock up in uh, Puerto Iguazu. Puerta Iguazu, um, which is kind of just a very tiny, tiny little bus station, um, probably enough to fit what maybe ten buses in there. It was it was pretty tiny, um, and we saw people crossing the road. And there's there's whistle keepers. So basically, because this tiny, tiny little bus station, which is no bigger than a small car park, um, has coaches coming in at the rate of maybe one every two hours, they have employed people to stand guard with whistles and blow those whistles at people who try to cross the road, uh, who try to cross this car park area. Well, they've built a bridge. They've, so they've built this... to use that bridge, damn it. They've built this crazy, crazy bridge where you've got to walk... It takes you twice as long. You, you just want to get across... This maybe what like twenty feet. Dangerous. For goodness' sake, don't you understand? <laughs> There's like one coach that comes every two hours, and so you. The s- local bus was every half an hour or uh, twenty minutes. Oh yeah, no, that's true. Sorry, so that's, that's a bit more. Frequent. Maybe that causes the fatalities. But but I I just I I have no idea what what caused the the whistle keepers to to become. Employed. Maybe someone got squished by a bus and they thought, well, you know what, we've got to do something about this. Possibly. It's also sometimes very difficult to get women who are slightly rotund into really tight trousers. Oh, but they, they managed to they, do that. They did do that. Yeah, they did it with style. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. So, yes, the, uh, the, the, the bus station whistle keepers did amuse us greatly. Um, and if you're ever there, don't or you can attempt, maybe... maybe Anger the whistle keepers, um, but yeah, but on your own head, be it. Okay, <laughs> let's just say that right now. Okay, I'm not taking any responsibilities here for anyone running across that road. Being Absolutely. Absolutely. If you if you want to play safe, use the bridge. Use the bridge. It may be the longer route, but you will not incur the wrath of the whistle keepers. Mm. So yeah. I'm, I'm very aware of the time. We we seem to... Yeah. Well, I seem to wrap it on. You don't seem to say You've a whole lot. You've done well. You've oh, done well. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, um, was it, um, did we want to discuss anything... Well, actually... Actually, Overgrazing. We told you we spent like 20 minutes talking about how we got there, the different types of seats, the different types of alcohol that they offer you. These things are paramount important. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically, Iguazu was awesome. So um, we just hopped on a bus. It took about half an hour to get there um, from Puerto Iguazu because the falls are obviously not in the town centre, being giant, crazy waterfalls. And it is one of the most breathtaking things I've ever seen. Uh, if you go, you will get drenched to the skin if you do the boat ride. You have to do the boat ride because it's awesome. But do it when the sun is shining. Don't go on a cold day because it will just be miserable. You won't be able to get in the spray of the waterfalls, which kind of defeats a lot of the point of going there. Cold day, go home. Yeah. That's, uh, I think... Cold day, go home. Yeah. But there are kind of two major um, areas for, for the waterfalls. There's the Devil's Throat. I can't remember the Spanish for it. 
Garganta, uh, which is throat. Diablo? Something like that. It's, it's something to do with Diablos and Gargantas. <laughs> so, yeah, just look out for those. But that's basically the moneymaker. That's why you go there. Um, and the spray is so phenomenal. The rush of the water down the waterfall, and it all kind of gathers in this area. It's so powerful that this spray just shoots up and and showers you. So if you want to look down into the waterfall, you're going to get a little bit wet by the spray blowing on you, depending on which way the wind blows. But it is phenomenal. It's awesome. Do it. Okay, if you're there, just do it. And actually, that wasn't necessarily as wetting let us say, <laughs> as the, the boat ride. So oh, even, the boat if, ride, yeah. even if it is a little bit chilly, you could still do the, the throat of the devil. Take take a poncho. Yeah. Take a poncho. Or take someone else's. Yeah. You know, you'll probably never see them again, so just steal everything you possibly can. And then run away very quickly. Very fast. Yeah, those, those Argentines can run like little devils themselves. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, um, but then yeah, the boat ride. We we couldn't do the the island. Saint Isla de San Martin because there was too much water. Ironic for for waterfalls, yeah. too much water. It was dangerous for the likes of us. It was dangerous, so we sadly weren't able to do that. My friend Nick, who very recently went to Iguazu Falls, the lucky lucky sprite, he managed to do um, San Martin, um, which is very cool. Did so, he say that it was amazing? Um, I haven't had. A chance oh, right, to speak okay. to him yet so um if so we he's can't listening say. We, no, can't say. we can't say if 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 you're listening to this podcast nick please do let me know how san martin went um because it was the one bit that we didn't get to see and i was oh, very in fact, anyone anyone oh, who's yeah. listening to this who has been there do let us know yeah that'd be awesome we'd I'm love curious. to hear your thoughts yeah. let us know uh if what we missed was the most amazing part of, of iguazu is and it worth going back for very nice. true that's what I need to know. Do we go back? That's that's a long way to go. That is a long way. But yeah. sometimes some things are worth. That's true. Maybe like the glacier. Possibly. Very possibly. Um, any any other parts of Iguazu? Um, no, just incredible. Actually, one of Coaties. the things... How about co- co- Coaties? Well, oh, Cooties. Co- Cooties are co- Coates, co- Coates. So there's some there's some real wildlife in in Iguazu. It's the rainforest after all. There are two major. I guess they're kind of like very very popular animals. One, well, they're the things they warn you about on the posters. Don't feed them, and basically they show like small children with their arms gouged out, crying and going, "Oh, he tried to feed a cootie. Don't do that." So yeah, it's co- co- cooties. Well, it looks like coat. With the Cody's on the end. Cody's. I'm sure that's not how you pronounce it. I think Pablo did give me a pronunciation better. Cody's. Yeah. Maybe it's Cody's. And Quiet. monkeys. Yeah, monos. Monos. Yeah, they were little monos. Yeah, they were very cute, actually. And they, they say, don't go anywhere near them. And we saw a man with his son <laughs> yeah. very close to them. And uh, we didn't actually see them again later. So the monkeys could have... Taking them both. Yeah, yeah, they could be hostages as we speak. A la Jungle Book. But it was quite amusing how, um, yeah, the, the the guy had gone in. Like, the, the son was maybe, like, four years old. He was expendable. Possibly. 
but the uh, the dad had they they'd gone past the barriers and the warning signs and they were sitting on a log with the monkey on the other edge of the log and I was thinking only a dad only a dad would do that a mum would never do that no adventure dads are crazy no dads are just adventurous they're adventurous yeah we're with the thrill seekers in life it's true that's what makes them awesome so they but say. the mums keep us alive <laughs> so they say apparently <laughs> it helps it helps it helps to have a mum that's probably why you have a mum and a dad possibly. possibly they're a good pairing very good pairing depends on the, the family <laughs> that's true <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that was that was quite exciting seeing. Uh, also, the butterflies. Oh, that was actually incredible. There are just—I've never seen so many swarms of butterflies in my entire life. We were just standing on a dirt track road, and there were literally swarms, swarms of butterflies just flying around you, and they were huge. So many different types. It was incredible. Very incredible. But yeah, so that that was very cool. The butterflies were amazing. Um, if we get any time, I'll try and see if I can post some photos and videos and butterfly stuff up on um, the website, happythorntons.com, so you guys can take a peek. Um, or for anyone who's friends with me on Facebook, you probably will have seen all the Iguazu photos already. Um, yeah, so knock yourselves out. They're, they're, the place is just incredible. I cannot... Um, yeah, just express. Nice. I cannot emphasise enough how awesome um, Iguazu is. So just go. Do just it. go, people. Do it. Um, and I think that's pretty much all for today. I can't believe that 43 minutes and 51 seconds have gone so incredibly quickly. They've gone quickly for us. Possibly not so much for you. I do apologise for that. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of a whole chunk of stuff out of the way. Um in terms of topics that we wanted to cover and the next podcast hopefully won't be three and a half weeks away um if it is we will be apologizing profusely three and a half weeks from now uh, but hopefully we'll try and record another couple maybe this week try and catch up because uh, we owe you guys about three two three more episodes i think and one thing that people seem to be having problems with was People were playing this through the iTunes page. Oh, yeah, the link. Uh, and it wasn't allowing it to be continued. They would have to re-listen to us go on. So <laughs> it seems that it's better to just subscribe to iTunes or something. Or you can so. just, you can, um, so podcasts. If you have an iPhone um, or if you have iTunes, you can download this podcast to your iTunes and then upload it it to your iPod or um, iPhone and play it through that and then you can pause and stop and rewind us and play us at double the speed make our voices go really 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 fast and really high and that way you only have about 20 minutes of putting up with us which is awesome it's basically at your convenience totally yeah rather than if you just play it it's at your inconvenience because <laughs> if you stop it at any point you have to start right at the beginning yeah so yeah um you can also subscribe to this podcast so that anytime we launch a new one um your iphone will automatically download the new podcast Every three and a half weeks. Yeah, every three and a half weeks. Um, yeah, so if you like it, um, feel free to, to drop me a line. Um, if you know me, um, just kind of pop me messages on Facebook. Um, and I'll hopefully kind of get back to you. That would be awesome. Or feel free to... Or Happy Thorntons. Uh, possibly. Do you know, would that work? 
Maybe. I'm not sure if we set that email up yet. We can do that. But we possibly can do that. Don't 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 do that yet. Maybe maybe we'll see if we can do that first and then maybe we'll we'll launch an email address on the next podcast uh, we don't want your your emails going into a into a big black hole that would make us very sad for yourself. <laughs> um yeah oh and feel free to review us on itunes if you like the dull boringness of of 160 degree reclining chairs of Crusel del Norte um, then, or if you don't give us your feedback, we love honesty um, but only if it's complimentary so yeah, feel free to review us on iTunes um, that would be amazing ok, let's go ok, we're going to let you guys go, have an awesome day and um, have a great day, love you all yeah, speak to you soon